It's February the 12th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome, folks. Thank you for joining us today. Yesterday, we finished the wonderful Gospel of Matthew, and now we're hopping back, back into the Pentateuch, back near the beginning of the Old Testament to the fantastic book of Leviticus. I suppose there are many of us who, when we read the Bible, might use a lot of adjectives for the book of Leviticus, but fantastic might not be the first thing that comes to your mind, but it is a fantastic book. Wonderful revelation of the character of God, of the holiness of God, of the holiness that he expects from us as his redeemed people. Now, we'll come back to that in a minute. Let me say also, we're glad to have you with us. If you're new and you have not yet downloaded the daily reading guide, the Bible reading guide, go to keepbelieving.com. You can download it there. It's on the front page and it's free. We'll give you all the daily readings and there's one version of it arranged by months and you'll just be able to go with us January, February, all the way through December. Glad to have you with us. Also, thank you for your comments on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. I'm glad to get them and try to answer as many of them as I can. Also, thank you very much for your prayers, and thank you for sharing these videos with your friends. That's one way. When you share these videos on social media, that's a way to help us reach a whole lot more people. Now, we're going to get into Leviticus here in just a second, but I, I just well, I want to say again what I said yesterday, that um, <laughs> Leviticus has been the end of the line for a whole lot of people wanting to read through the Bible in a year. They get through Genesis, okay, Exodus, last few chapters, a little bit of a difficulty. Then they come to Leviticus with all of its, all of its offerings and the commandments about the offerings, and they don't know what to do with it. A lot of people just drop out here, and they never keep going. Let me give you a simple, simple way to think about Leviticus. Leviticus, though ostensibly on the surface, appears to be about... Um, these offerings and regulations for worship, and that's certainly what it actually is. But underneath it and above it, underneath and above, this is about holiness. This is a manual of holiness. This is how to worship a holy God and how to live a holy life. In fact, to me, that's the two-part outline of this book. Chapters 1 through 16, worshiping a holy God. He must be approached through sacrifice. And the second part, living a holy life. That's chapter 17 through 27. So if you know those two parts, and I'll remind you about them again as we're going through the book, um, you'll at least have some hooks to hang everything on. Worshiping a holy God, chapters 1 through 16, and then living a holy life, chapter 17 through 27. Now, let's just hop right in and see what it says. How do you worship a holy God? You're going to do it He's going to tell the Jews, but it's ultimately for us too. God must be approached by sacrifice. Chapter 1. Then the Lord summoned Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting. Speak to the Israelites and tell them, When any of you brings an offering to the Lord from the livestock, you may bring your offering from the herd or the flock. If his offering 
is a burnt offering from the herd, he is to bring an unblemished male. He will bring it to the entrance to the tent of meeting so that he may be accepted by the Lord. He is to lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering so it can be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. He is to slaughter the bull before the Lord. Aaron's sons, the priest, are to present the blood and splatter it on all sides of the altar that is at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Then he's to skin the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. The sons of Aaron, the priest, will prepare a fire on the altar and arrange wood on the fire. Aaron's sons, the priest, are to arrange the pieces, the head and the fat, on top of the burning wood on the altar. The offerer is to wash its entrails and legs with water. Then the priest will burn all of it on the altar as a burnt offering, a food offering, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. But if his offering for a burnt offering is from the flock, from sheep or goats, he is to present an unblemished male. He will slaughter it on the north side of the altar before the Lord. Aaron's sons, the priest, will splatter its blood against the altar on all four sides. He will cut the animal into pieces with its head and its fat, and the priest will arrange them on top of the burning wood on the altar. But he is to wash the entrails and legs with water. The priest will then present all of it and burn it on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a food offering, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If his offering to the Lord is a burnt offering of birds, he is to present his offering from the turtle doves or young pigeons. Then the priest is to bring it to the altar. He will twist off its head and burn it on the altar. Its blood should be drained at the side of the altar. He will remove its digestive tract, cutting off the tail feathers, and throw it on the east side of the altar at the place for ashes. He will tear it open by its wings without dividing the bird. Then the priest is to burn it on the altar on top of the burning wood. It is a burnt offering, a food offering, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Leviticus 2. When anyone presents a grain offering as an offering to the Lord, it is to consist of fine flour. He is to pour olive oil on it, put frankincense on it, and bring it to Aaron's sons, the priest. The priest will take a handful of fine flour and oil from it, along with all its frankincense, and will burn this memorial portion of it on the altar, a food offering, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. But the rest of the grain offering will belong to Aaron and his sons." It is the holiest part of the food offerings to the Lord. When you present a grain offering baked in an oven, it is to be made of fine flour, either unleavened cakes mixed with oil or unleavened wafers coated with oil. If your offering is a grain offering prepared on a griddle, it is to be unleavened bread made of fine flour mixed with oil. Break it into pieces and pour oil on it. It is a grain offering. If your offering is a grain offering prepared in a pan, it is to be made of fine flour with oil. When you bring to the Lord the grain offering made in any of these ways, it is to be presented to the priest. He will take it to the altar. The priest will remove the memorial portion from the grain offering and burn it on the altar, a food offering, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. But the rest of the grain offering will belong to Aaron and his sons. It is the holiest part of the food offerings to the Lord. No grain offering that you present to the Lord is to be made with yeast, for you are not to burn any yeast or honey as a food offering to the Lord. You may present them to the Lord as an offering of first fruits, but they are not to be offered on the altar as a pleasing aroma. You are to season each of your grain offerings with salt. You must not omit from your grain offering the salt of the covenant with your God. You are to present salt with each of your offerings. 
If you present a grain offering of first fruits to the Lord, you are to present fresh heads of grain, crushed kernels, roasted on the fire for your grain offering of first fruits. You are to put oil and frankincense on it. It is a grain offering. The priest will then burn some of its crushed kernels and oil with all its frankincense as a food offering to the Lord. Leviticus 3. If his offering is a fellowship sacrifice, and he is presenting an animal from the herd, whether male or female, he is to present one without blemish before the Lord. He is to lay his hand on the head of his offering and slaughter it at the entrance to the tent of meetings. Tent of meeting. Then Aaron's sons, the priest, will splatter the blood on all sides of the altar. He will present part of the fellowship sacrifice as a food offering to the Lord. The fat surrounding the entrails, all the fat that is on the entrails, and the two kidneys with the fat on them at the loins. He will also remove the fatty lobe of the liver with the kidneys. Aaron's sons will burn it on the altar along with the burnt offering that is on the burning wood, a food offering a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If his offering as a fellowship sacrifice to the Lord is from the flock, he is to present a male or female without blemish. If he is presenting a lamb for his offering, he is to present it before the Lord. He must lay his hand on the head of his offering, then slaughter it before the tent of meeting. Aaron's sons will splatter its blood on all sides of the altar. He will then present part of the fellowship sacrifice as a food offering to the Lord, consisting of its fat and the entire fat tail, which he is to remove close to the backbone. He will also remove the fat surrounding the entrails, all the fat on the entrails, the two kidneys with the fat on them at the loins, and the fatty lobe of the liver above the kidneys. Then the priest will burn the food on the altar as a food offering to the Lord. If his offering is a goat, he is to present it before the Lord. He must lay his hand on its head and slaughter it before the tent of meeting. Aaron's sons will splatter its blood on all sides of the altar. He will present part of his offering as a food offering to the Lord. The fat surrounding the entrails, all the fat that is on the entrails, and the two kidneys with the fat on them at the loins. He will also remove the fatty lobe of the liver with the kidneys. Then the priest will burn the food on the altar as a food offering for a pleasing aroma. All fat belongs to the Lord. This is a permanent statute throughout your generations. Wherever you live, you must not eat any fat or any blood. Chapter 4. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites, when anyone sins unintentionally, against any of the Lord's commands and does anything prohibited by them. If the anointed priest sins, bringing guilt on the people, he is to present to the Lord a young, unblemished bull as a sin offering for the sin he has committed. He is to bring the bull to the entrance of the tent of meeting before the Lord, lay his hand on the bull's head, and slaughter it before the Lord. The anointed priest will then take some of the bull's blood and bring it into the tent of meeting. The priest is to dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle some of it seven times before the Lord in front of the curtain of the sanctuary. The priest is to apply some of the blood to the horns of the altar of fragrant incense that is before the Lord in the tent of meeting. He must pour out the rest of the bull's blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering that is at the entrance to the tent of meeting. He is to remove all the fat from the bull of the sin offering, the fat surrounding the entrails, all the fat that is on the entrails, and the two kidneys with the fat on them at the loins. 
He will also remove the fatty lobe of the liver with the kidneys, just as the fat is removed from the ox of the fellowship sacrifice. The priest is to burn them on the altar of burnt offering. But the hide of the bull and all its flesh, with its head and legs and its entrails and waist, all the rest of the bull, he must bring to a ceremonial clean place outside the camp to the ash heap and must burn it on a wood fire. It is to be burned at the ash heap. Now, if the whole community of Israel errs, and the matter escapes the notice of the assembly so that they violate any of the Lord's commands and incur guilt by doing what is prohibited, then the assembly must present a young bull as a sin offering. They are to bring it before the tent of meeting when the sin they have committed in in regard to the command becomes known. The elders of the community are to lay their hands on the bull's head before the Lord, and it is to be slaughtered before the Lord. The anointed priest will bring some of the bull's blood into the tent of meeting. The priest is to dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the curtain. He is to apply some of the blood to the horns of the altar that is before the Lord in the tent of meeting. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering that is at the entrance to the tent of meeting. He is to remove all the fat from it and burn it on the altar. He is to offer this bull just as he did with the bull and the sin offering. He will offer it in the same way. So the priest will make atonement on their behalf and they will be forgiven. Then he will bring the bull outside the camp and burn it just as he burned the first bull. It is a sin offering for the assembly. When a leader sins and unintentionally violates any of the commands of the Lord his God by doing what is prohibited and incurs guilt, or someone informs him about the sin he has committed, he is to bring an unblemished male goat as his offering. He is to lay his hands on the goat and slaughter it at the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered before the Lord. It is a sin offering. Then the priest is to take some of the blood from the sin offering with his finger and apply it to the horns of the altar of burnt offering. The rest of the blood he is to pour out at the base of the altar of burnt offering. He must burn all its fat on the altar, like the fat of the fellowship sacrifice. In this way, the priest will make atonement on his behalf for that person's sin, and he will be forgiven. Now, If any of the common people sins unintentionally by violating one of the Lord's commands, does what is prohibited, and incurs guilt, or if someone informs him about the sin he has committed, then he is to bring an unblemished female goat as his offering for the sin he has committed. He is to lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it at the place of the burnt offering. Then the priest is to take some of the blood with his finger and apply it to the horns of the altar of burnt offering. He is to pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. He is to remove all its fat, just as the fat is removed from the fellowship sacrificed. The priest is to burn it on the altar as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. In this way, the priest will make atonement on his behalf, and he will be forgiven. Or if the offering that he brings as a sin offering is a lamb, he is to bring an unblemished female. He is to lay his head on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it as a sin offering at the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered. Then the priest is to take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and apply it to the horns of the altar of burnt offering. He is to pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. He is to remove all its fat, just as the fat of the lamb is removed from the fellowship sacrifice. 
The priest will burn it on the altar along with the food offerings to the Lord. In this way, the priest will make atonement on his behalf for the sin he has committed and he will be forgiven. End of the reading. You got it, folks? You sin. There's nothing you can do about it yourself. You can't do good work. It's the same in the Old Testament and New Testament. You can't do good work. You can't straighten up and fly right. You can't give money. You can't do any of that. There's got... Somebody's got to pay the price. Blood must be shed. A sacrifice must be made. It's the whole argument of the book of Hebrews. You know, in this reading, a couple times we were told, take the remaining parts of the animal. You don't eat them. You don't keep them. You, you burn it. Take it outside the camp. That's going to be part of the writer's argument about why Jesus was crucified outside the walls of Jerusalem. We'll come into this again. Just know now. Sin, sacrifice, atonement, forgiveness. Got it? Sin, sacrifice, atonement, forgiveness. When we sin, there must be a sacrifice. That sacrifice makes atonement for us. And we are forgiven. And all of this points to the great sacrifice the Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have atonement and our sins are forgiven. That's the reading for today. Go and live as truly forgiven sons and daughters of the living God. For Christ has died. The sacrifice has been made. Atonement has been given. You have been forgiven. So live as a forgiven people today. Come back tomorrow. We're going to do this. This, this book's a great book. It's, it's a fantastic book. Come back tomorrow. More from the fantastic book of Leviticus. See you then.